0: Welcome to Justice Losers, the podcast where we talk about pop culture and media, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, and joined as always by my delightful co-host, Matt Matt. Matt, what should people do? Like, subscribe, tell a friend.
1: Uh, wash your hands, use hand sanitizer, stay six feet away from people wear a mask in public. You know, the usual stuff. Those things. Yep. Cough into your elbow.
0: Yeah. I'm terrible at that. I never cough into my elbow. That's, uh, that's bad. Anyway, we have a guest. So we do. Look at that.
2: Actually, I need to go. I just realized Fuck. I uh, <laughs> well, I gotta. What are we gonna do? I gotta we'll go change ch- my oil.
1: We'll, we'll, we'll chain him to
0: the wall. Ah the wall. shit. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. No. Time. Andrew's back. Hey. Classic Andrew. Woo. This is his second. Episode because you, you did the camera
1: crew one I think it's he did the he did the Blumhouse one too that's true so yeah it was and then the, audio was the
2: really Game of Thrones one. ones that were never released <laughs> we need to yeah. get back
1: to we those. should go back and actually do those with
2: benefit of I'm about to, I'm... honestly I'd be curious to listen because it was such a more innocent time
1: yeah <laughs> uh, we still thought it was gonna be okay yeah, yeah.
0: I, I, I'm, I'm about eighty percent convinced my girlfriend to watch Game of Thrones she cannot stand gore more so than I've ever met um, so I'll figure it out but i'm working on I, I know i'm i'm working on like the only one I can hard show is to over do that with. i'm just like the moment he gets tripped i'm just like all right go into a different room for this one
3: <laughs> yeah
0: basically all you need to know is he dies that's all uh, you gotta know you he just and it's
2: horrifying. just never own up to it just be like no no, no i trust me he gets away with it he gets away. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what happened when i watched this show nobody died
0: <laughs> <laughs> there was no death ever it was just happiness. It's
2: you must be cursed or something.
0: <laughs> but no, I'm 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 kind of convincing her. So we might do we might do that again. And or, you were mentioning Matt that we like after we recorded like the last episode, we want to kind of go back and do try finish that.
1: Yeah, I th- I think it'd be a good project. So I think we've been well, invested in this. Yeah. So
0: we can now that, now that it's done, and I'm about to start watching it through. I can take better notes because you guys are smarter than I am, and you're literally a god of knowledge of Game of Thrones. You've Dude. read the book several times. Yep. I just need to watch it again. <laughs> I
2: I would like to reread the books before I watch the show again, okay. just because yeah. I need to restore my faith in
1: the yeah. series. <laughs> anyway. I've, I've been rereading the books a little, and it's, it feels so good. <gasps> we can actually
0: yeah. have Brendan on since he's reading the books. Yes. That'd be a good one. Uh, he's he's really, really trucking through, though. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. No, it isn't. Andrew's here. Uh, and whenever we have Andrew, it's because we're talking about something pretty t- technical and, like, way more advanced of movie stuff, because...
1: We're not. It's just not not a not a us bsing for an hour episode. It's yeah, a, let's just talk about something.
0: have a person who has a literal education in film.
2: Hey, you've been putting a lot of hype on it. <laughs> I went to a fucking film school. <laughs> it's film school is not hard. It's purely just like if you take the opportunity to do something with it, then you'll have a great time. But you could be brain dead and get through that program. <laughs> But like, like you I'm,
0: weren't. You're a smart person. He's, that's that's a lie. He's
2: a real smart cookie.
0: He's a fart smeller. Uh,
2: you wouldn't fucking tell people about that.
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah, no. Uh, before we get into what we're talking about, Matt, what have you been up to? Um,
1: very little. Um, I'll say it on this episode, I guess. Uh, I've been watching a little more Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yes, you have. Woo, woo, woo! Is it good? It's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I'm still just kind of at the point where I'm like it's good it's like a level two yeah but like
0: it's good yeah. like it's, it's good yeah yeah like i'm enjoying it i don't yeah. have no
1: interest in stopping watching yeah,
2: yeah. it's um, a good sign
0: <laughs> yeah and, and it's you're what halfway through the first season maybe yeah give or take uh, like so he's he's not to the point where it's just like you shit. love the characters yet
2: shit has not gotten crazy yet.
1: yeah <laughs> yeah
0: you have seen him go uh because that's in like the second episode yeah seen him he's, go he's gone
1: have to a star state three times at this point
0: oh yeah they really kind of hammer it in the first season don't they
1: yeah
2: yeah i mean i think most of the times he ever goes into avatar state first is season. the first season yeah yeah
0: he does it like maybe once or twice each other season okay that,
1: that makes sense make it more climactic yep. yeah he um i just saw the the fire temple episode mm. um where he goes there and and you got the one friendly the ghost dude and there's the one friendly yeah. traitor yeah. He's the ghost dude. Yeah. (laughs) Avatar Roku, his last (laughs) incarnation.
0: The ghost dude. (laughs) The ghost dude. (laughs) dude. Yep.
2: Yeah. Obi-Wan. It is pretty much Obi-Wan. It it is
0: Obi-Wan. It's, yeah, the dead, the dead mentor. Yep. Cool. Anyway. Cool. Yeah. That it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Andrew, what have you been up to? What are the things Um, that you've been working on?
2: God not much i've been i just got through the good part of the office rewatching. i got to mm-hmm. season eight without steve carell for a single episode and i'm like man this is bad i forgot how bad it just gets <laughs> oh um, yeah, yeah i was talking about
1: that because i actually just hit season eight on my first watch through,
2: oh like, a couple weeks ago hold out for like the finale of the entire show but there's gonna be some rough episodes coming up <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah no it's uh
2: Robert California him. is a great character. Oh, yeah, I I think, love James Fader. Like, whenever he's in that season, he just fucking lights up the entire fucking production because I'm like, I don't I don't understand you. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, love his- you. Oh man. I would give my life for you.
1: I would see the
0: guy who's I don't I don't even know what James Fader looks like.
1: Ultron. He's just
0: shiny. I know what Ultron looks like.
2: <laughs> yeah, well that's him. Yeah. Do you ever James see Duncan. the blacklist? No, apparently it's. Okay. Oh, that's him. Yeah,
0: he's the guy that like it takes over the band. Like he's like that really creepy. Like I think he's creepy. Oh yeah, in in in, in office, yeah. Oh, yeah he's, he's yeah. supposed to be creepy. Yeah. That. <laughs> I've only seen clips of that his,
1: season. His entire typecast for his entire life has been the creepy guy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ultron's pretty creepy. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's wow. in like Pretty in Pink.
2: Maybe he's kind of a creepy he's frat dude kind of guy. In.
0: Is he's neither pretty nor pink. What's
2: the movie he was in where he had, like, the hair? That's Ultron. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <sighs> he had the hair Yeah, humans? He had, was no. he Medusa?
2: No. It's an older movie. Uh,
1: was it Fast Times at Richmond High? Seen that? I don't think so. I don't remember. Yeah, See, Whatever. now
0: I'm, like, way out of my depth. You guys are just mentioning these fucking obscure movies. It doesn't fucking matter.
1: Uh, yeah. Beside the point. James Spader is beautiful in kind of an unnerving way. Okay. Yeah.
2: You know, like if Kevin Spacey wasn't a total creep, well, we assume that James Spader's not going to just oh, play yeah, Kevin Spacey on We us. don't
0: know that yet. Yeah. But, you know, happened.
2: Kevin Spacey always played the secret bad guy, and wow, fucking
0: bravo. Did it in real life.
1: He's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just a really, really dedicated
0: method actor. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. Um. Anything else you want to mention? Unless um, you want to save something for the next episode we're recording today. That's true.
2: I just, I don't remember everything I've been watching because I just you watch- did- you did watch a movie. Oh, yeah, we watched Mother. That. Yeah. Um, I talked by about Bong it a Jun little Ho. bit on the last episode, but I want to hear Andrew's fucking thoughts. I love the way he uses the camera so much. Oh, the yeah. the scene when it's like a dolly shot going down when we're following the dude with the rice uh liquor bottle. Mm. And it's this crowd of people around, and the camera's constantly just moving. And it started to add negative space, like, to off this leaning. I'm like, what are they going to use that for? And then he starts chucking the bottle. I'm like, bravo. I fucking love that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's so good. What's negative space? Is it so space okay, space on the camera that's not being used?
2: Yeah. Think of it like it's space that doesn't have your subject in it. Okay. So... In cinematography, there's a thing called the rule of thirds, which is you basically divide the screen up into a grid: three rows going down vertically, three rows horizontally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, negative and space. And then you play tic tac toe. And then, well, you kind of do play tic tac toe in the sense of where you placing your subjects within the frame, mm-hmm. because there's, you know, your standard left right dynamic where you know you have a character placed on. A right third and a left third, and you keep them there. Mm-hmm. Um, which in the shot that we're talking about, they were keeping the man walking in the street in the lower uh, right third, and they kept him there pretty consistently. Which is why, once we reached the end, where we're just presented with all this negative space, I'm like, okay, now the a good filmmaker would utilize that space with some sort of gag, mm-hmm. and Bong Joon Ho by adding him tossing the bottle to where then we see it arc almost perfectly across the frame. Mm -hmm. It's just like a good use of, he presented negative space, but then he found a way to utilize it, you know, without wasting the moment. This
0: is a call ahead to what the episode's about. Yeah. Just a little little teaser there. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get into my stuff. Uh, Since we're talking about... shows and movies i guess i'll do my movies first okay uh i'm gonna do all the comics i've been reading my next in the next episode okay but just so you know for the listeners we're recording two episodes in a row because matt's about to go on vacation for like a week and a half two weeks Woo! so we need to record both these back to back so we're gonna be super tired by the end of the next one Woo! Uh, but on the bright side both of them will go out on time that's a, that's a tall order for us even though we record like a week ahead of time it's still gonna go out late
1: i make no promises we are <laughs>
0: stupid um I, what have I been watching uh, I've been continuing watching Merlin mm-hmm. uh, I am into season three it does get better okay. that that whole thing with like me talking about the viewership where it just kind of constantly goes up mm-hmm. it does actually get better like the second season gets gets pretty good to especially towards the end and third season about halfway through the first episode so I don't really have an opinion on season three yet okay but no it, it is getting better it's actually thoroughly enjoyable okay. um, the character it's similar to avatar where like the plot's pretty shit so I don't like Read too much into that, but the character interactions between Merlin and Arthur are a lot of fun. Um, And then watching the development of, like, you know, when you're I mean, you know a little bit of Arthurian legend. When you're watching a show that's about Merlin and a girl named Morgana is a good guy, you're like, something's gonna fucking happen in this show! (laughs) (laughs) And watching the development of her turn into, like, Morgan Le Fay uh, is really interesting. Um, They do a really good job of actually making it a reasonable like development into from her being the good ward of uther Pendragon dragon to fucking the queen uh, the forever or was it the uh once and forever or once and only queen like what's the what's once king Arthur's future. once in future like he's the once in future king mm-hmm. i guess she's known as the once in future queen because she or something i don't know i don't know i'm seeing references to that in. The, in
1: mm. i'm trying to i'm trying to remember a morgan and arthurian myth because there's so there's there's arthur and then there's like uh, his friend is buster the rabbit and then there's um like francine and uh uh binky binky's like the big one
3: Hmm.
0: fucking hate you so much (laughs) dude i never watched that show like i saw it a couple times but like i only know him for the memes like the fist, <laughs> <laughs> the clin- you know. You know what he's talking about. I have no idea. What oh, what Arthur the Arthur the art Oh, art. <laughs> no, he's not Went talking about actually. Completely over
2: my head. I'm like, because no, I mean, I read okay. a little bit of Arthurian stuff in like middle school, yeah. but honestly, if I'm, I hope my English teacher doesn't listen to this because I didn't really listen. I didn't pay that much attention no, to it. No one did. Yeah, I just came there. I'm like. It this fucking knight did that thing, you know, just fucking cram. Isn't
0: Gawain part of Arthurian legend? Yeah,
2: he is the quote unquote perfect
1: knight, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and dies at the end of the quest for the Holy Grail.
0: Oh, is he in the Monty Python bit? Yeah, is he? Yeah, fuck yeah, man, all that stuff. Dude. And then isn't I have the the Tolkien collection? He's in there.
1: Gawain and the Green Knight.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is that a Tolkien story?
1: No. It's a. It's an old. I mean, it's part of just the Arthurian. Stories. Why is he?
0: Why is it in a Tolkien collection? Because um,
1: Tolkien
2: translated a lot of yeah. ancient texts.
0: That's, oh, cool! I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, so I don't. I don't actually remember if that's a translation or a Tolkien original. I think he wrote it. Gawain and the Green like Knight. A, yeah, he, like he actually
0: a, contributed to Arthurian legend. No, he
1: like wrote a poem based on the story. Yeah. Uh,
0: I
2: see. But um, you know, um, speaking of Tolkien's career before writing lord of the rings he's actually credited as an author for beowulf because he wrote the translation for it while he was at oxford like still jesus
0: christ we need to do an episode we need to watch the tolkien movie and then actually do an episode on tolkien himself like all the shit that he's done we would
2: need to read books dude that guy's got a fascinating
0: i oh you know what we should do we should make like a this like web web series no web okay a series of our podcasts like a, mm-hmm. a, a series of episodes like the web dive. of everything connected so we watch the Tolkien movie we talk about everything and then we watch the Beowulf movie
2: no that god no. awful scene no, no 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 i i tried i've tried i can't i with oh with fucking my angelina god. jolie no i that movie gives me nightmares i can't watch that
0: it's a bad one i'll, I'll
2: have to get really, really, it. really he, baked.
0: Does
1: he? yeah oh it's just Oh, damn. We Dan. watched it once, and it just—it made me really uncomfortable. It's,
0: we watched it in school. Ooh, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> it was fucking weird. You're like
2: I have to be here. I can't leave. <laughs> oh jeez.
0: I was—I was actually like, it was like watching a train wreck. It was like I was like fucking eyes glued to the projector. I was like, mm. oh my god, this is.
2: Dude, I feel so awful. bad for any kid that like you know their parents come back from Hollywood Video and they're like, here's what you get to watch this weekend, and it's fucking Beowulf.
3: <laughs>
0: okay so yeah i've been uh what did i have to say i was watching i watched what i cover oh merlin Merlin. wow we took a tangent so many tangents i feel like that's gonna end up happening when you get the three of us yeah when you get three three people in general like when we add one more person yeah you get it especially to one of two of us are on coffee right now Mm. and one of us is on cocaine uh, we'll late. Late. <laughs> yeah <laughs>
2: fill out the survey on Twitter who you thought was on cocaine.
0: Well, given the co- that uh, that Matt doesn't drink coffee, I can th- I think we can all understand. Yeah, I think that kind of narrows it down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? I watched. Um,
2: give away the answer, why don't you Uh, uh. Oh,
0: I watched Flushed Away again. That's a good movie. Uh, my girlfriend and I are. Huh. I don't think I ever saw it. What's it's it about? a gem of a movie. Okay. Like it's it's just so much fun. There's so many. It's. It's a movie where it's a lot of fun, like, if you watch you watch it a couple times for the story. Yep. And then, this is, like, my millionth time watching it, I was completely ignoring what was happening and watching all the tiny shit in the background, <sighs> and they do such a good job of just putting tiny little adorable details in the background. Like, it's... So, it's... Okay. Rats uh-huh. in the sewer. Right. And it's this whole city in the sewer. It's basically New York in the sewer. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's all these tiny little, like, New York details, but shifted to be, like, rat-themed. Um there's fucking the evil toad is like talking to his little tadpoles. And like, he, if you're just watching, it's like he, all the tadpoles are coming up to the, coming up to the glass of their thing. But if you pay attention, there's this one dumbass little tadpole, just kind of like zoning <laughs> off and not doing it tiny little things. But my girlfriend and I, are, I'm building credit. We do one of each other's movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going through, I'm splitting up all my favorite movies with rom-coms essentially. Yeah. Uh, but I, we decided that I'll build up credit. So we'll watch three of her movies. And then this weekend we're going to do the Lord of the Rings marathon. Uh, speaking of Tolkien. Speaking of Tolkien. Uh, so I, I, I convinced, I was like, Hey, can we use your third movie as Flushed Away? Like I was kind of asking to use her movie as my movie. And he was like, that's stupid. No. And then she got into a conversation with her, one of her coworkers about it. And then she texted me. He's like, okay, we're going to watch Flushed Away. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, so watch that
3: uh i wait watched, real quick yes i guess
1: i never are you doing the theatrical cuts of lord of the rings to start with no
2: wrong move
1: yeah
3: that's you start with that the little little
0: everyone says that but uh, everyone i, I guess we'll do theatrical
2: yeah it's paced for normal audiences i know yeah
0: yeah oh that's why i mean that's why i asked andrew earlier today if those are on netflix right now um i think they are yeah i think, they are, I think yeah. that's the but reason. i also have the theatrical cuts i have both the extended No, my parents have the theatrical cuts Although I
2: would say, maybe just do the extended of Return of the King, anyways. Because yeah. so much is cut out. There's a lot, of the theatrical. especially with Boromir. Yeah, I think
0: Bormir's story. At that point,
2: yeah. she should understand what's going on, who, yeah. what's like the story and all that, yeah. and will probably be more
1: maybe receptacle. So. Yeah, maybe so I'll, I mean, I'll still push for theatrical, but.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But I understand that the- I understand that. Uh, anyway. Uh, and also, I failed to mention this last time, we watched, uh, End of the Spider-Verse. That's a good movie. Oh, I fucking again. love it so much. That is the... And I was, well. I was stoned for it. <laughs> I... Ooh, that was a delightful <laughs> voice. <laughs> he just had a flashback. <laughs> that is a perfect fucking movie. Oh, <laughs> it, it so is. <laughs> it really is. I just, I... I... I I can't even start. I watched uh, the everything great with uh, the the everything great with the cinema wins Mm -hmm. when he can't even like when he has to skip over about half the movie just to keep the the episode within 20 minutes just shows you how right everything is. It's just I really hope they don't fuck it up for the sequel.
2: Yeah, I'm really concerned if Lord and Miller aren't involved in the process as much as they were. Because, I mean, like, the directors were different than the writers in Spider-Verse, and they did a good job. You can definitely notice when it's a different director directing a scene. Mm-hmm. I think they had one guy doing the Peter Parker stuff, one guy doing the Miles Morales stuff, and then one guy doing fights.
0: Matt, get your phone um, out and I'll, on the episode idea list. Do a thing about the, the, the production of animated movies. Cause I want to know how a director, Ugh. how you direct an animated movie.
2: Dude, there's a fantastic anime you can watch about production in an anime studio called Shirobako. that literally, I haven't watched it since I got into the film industry, but I remember having anxiety attacks when I was watching it, just like in high school, thinking about wanting to go into the career because it does such a good job of conveying how hectic, and under pressure, it's like to work for any production, let alone an, an, a hand-drawn animation studio, mm-hmm. where it's like you are budgeted on time based on how long these fucking people can hold a pen in their hands. Yeah, You know? <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of that again? Shiro Bako. Shiro.
0: Because that's, that's a really kind of a... a lot of people don't think about that. There yeah. are directors to an animated movie, and I want to know how mm-hmm. that how that works. So we might do an episode on that one. We'll have you on for that one. So oh, can... dude. Anyway. Anyway. uh what else have i watched uh i think that's pretty much it i'll cover all the stuff i've read
2: actually i remembered something that i've been kind of watching i showed you full metal alchemist mm-hmm. um which i've loved that show for so long it is the thing that got me into animation um i've watched it every year for the last 10 years since it came out mm-hmm. i love full metal alchemist brotherhood i've been on my own re-watching The original series, which goes off in an entirely different story direction, kind of older animation too, Mm -hmm. but I really forgot how much the, because the Brotherhood's amazing. I think it's a 10 out of 10 perfect series. Um, How
0: many seasons is it?
2: It's five parts. That's right. And they're like 12, 13 episode seasons, Um, which for a long time, Netflix only had the first four, even though the entire series had been done and it pissed me (laughs) off so much but um one thing i liked about watching the uh the original series though is because they don't have i think it was still being either hand-drawn or really primitive 3d animation Mm -hmm. um, or not 3d digital um so they kind of have much more simple cinematography in terms of where because you have to think about a camera placement even with animation sometimes Mm because it's like you thinking of it as a camera is just a good way to think of the audience's perspective mm-hmm. right and like even in an animation moving the camera is very difficult or at least it used to be um and so that's something i'm enjoying getting to see a different approach that mm-hmm. i mean like i've seen it before but it's been fucking forever <laughs> yeah
0: now you have more knowledge so you can actually yeah. watch it better yep
1: all, yeah. right. all right uh news News? Should I split up the news too, or no? Probably uh, not. Nah. We'll do a big. Because catch- then
0: is gonna be old next week. Yeah, it's gonna be olds. Yep. Oh, well, um, we start with one uh, thing that we can actually lead into a discussion a little bit. Uh, fucking Michael Keaton is in talks to come back as Batman in the Flash movie.
2: Ooh. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> okay. Okay.
2: It makes you think: Is he just getting a big check, or is so, this actually going to be worth my time?
0: I'm gonna start with good. I love like Michael Keaton is a good Batman. He he's the one who like that that movie. Those Tim Burton movies are what. It was a big initiative to make the make the general population not envision Batman as the fucking Adam West goofy ass piece of shit Batman. That was that that it followed that movie. Then it came Nightfall in the comics. Where animated just series. like the animated series uh it just like they were really trying to go hey Batman's fucking dark remember please yeah, <laughs> yeah he's cool. um and that did so much for it um people still recall that as kind of the quintessential Batman um it, honestly it's a better comic Batman than dark Knight uh, Dark yeah. Knight's a lot more grounded a lot more kind of separated from the comics but the Tim Burton did a really good job of actually making him very comic like. The bad is that I think DC's unlearning their lesson, and they're going too big. Yeah. And I think I think this is part of the same thing of bringing Ezra Miller into the CW Flash show.
3: Mm. Which did they, they did. do that? There was an oh, episode no. where Ezra
0: Miller showed up, and he's like, what? It was just there for, like, one scene. He's like, what? I'm Barry Allen, but you're Barry Allen. Ah. And it was, like this, it was kind of an entertaining little <laughs> sequence, but...
1: That's the nicest thing he's ever said about a CW show on this. Yeah. I
0: maintain the beginning of Arrow season one, it's passable for a Batman show.
1: <laughs> I maintain that you are very wrong about that, but Fair okay. <laughs> I
2: liked Arrow season one. Um. And season two, fuck it.
0: It's <laughs> just like I'm gonna get I, fucking I just
2: <laughs> liked seeing Slade Wilson in live action. That was good. That yeah. was okay. my favorite thing yeah. about Arrow. Um
0: But I'm concerned there's that and they're also talking – I saw an article that they're hinting towards bringing in Batman Beyond. I think they're going too big of the multiverse. I think they're – well, we all know now that they're trying to tie everything they've ever done in, in, in film together. Except Batman
1: Forever and Batman and Robin.
0: They might fucking no, bring those won't. in. No, they They've said that those.
1: Oh, will not they be canon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good.
0: Uh, rest in peace. Um, yep. Rest in peace, Joel Schumacher. Yeah, yeah. Within twelve hours of us finding out that uh, Ke- uh, not Kevin Conroy, uh, Michael Keaton is coming back, we found out that Joel Schumacher died. Yeah. The universe was like, keep it balanced. <laughs> Everyone's happy about the fucking Batman. Let's oh, like, let's, I, I this see one? what you're saying now. Yeah. Yep. Um. But, yeah, no, with Ezra Miller, they did the Crisis on Earth X, which was – Oh, no, they did the full Crisis on Infinite Earths in the CW, which then they used –
1: quote-unquote full Crisis on Infinite Earths.
0: Yeah. It was not even fucking close to the actual story, but it was just their excuse to bring back Kevin Conroy as the live-action Batman, which was Mm -hmm. weird. Uh, (laughs) That is very weird. So he's such a skinny guy. (laughs) That's so weird. Um. They did the uh, they did the Kingdom Come, Superman. Like they did every mm-hmm. they did everything, and they're really just trying to bring all that stuff together,
3: mm-hmm. which
0: is fine because then you can explain why Batman's a different fucking person now. <laughs> yeah. Um,
3: yeah.
0: I, I but I'm concerned that they're going a Flashpoint because they said, okay, we learned our lesson with Justice League. We're not gonna do interconnected movies. Good movie, good movie pandemic happens they get they sit in the writer's room they get too much in their head they're like we're gonna try it again it's like no no
2: No." they (laughs) these plans have been in works for a year at least now they didn't learn their lesson
1: yeah i mean they've been saying flashpoint since like 2016 yeah no like
0: the you could they could have done flashpoint without all of this right like you can just have it be ezra miller could
2: have but they might not have made as much money
0: true i it, i'm excited for the batman movie i'm leaving it there i'm just gonna i don't know what they're doing with other movies because the only one that they're actually working on is the flash movie right now because they've had the cyborg movie they wanted to do for a while yeah uh um, wonder woman 84 well, yeah so wonder woman will come out batman will come out that we have no word on a superman sequel uh we have oh we're doing they're doing aquaman 2 Right, they're doing Shazam too. So, but and we'll get a Wonder Woman
1: three probably. We'll get a Woman Patty three. Jenkins has started talking about yeah. it. Yeah, so we're basically
0: they're sticking with the with the popular three.
1: Yep.
0: What if that becomes the new Trinity?
1: <laughs> I mean, it could I'm happen. okay with it. It
0: That'd
2: could happen. Fun. It'd be yeah. a fresh take.
0: It's a it's a good like I like Wonder their Woman,
2: Shazam, and Aquaman.
0: Yeah, that's the new Trinity. They just like ignore Batman. They ignore Superman. It's just the new three of them because he got. So, New ass Billy Batson. So you got we, literally king of the king of Atlantis now because he's actually king now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you got fucking like whatever happens after One Roman eighty four. <laughs>
1: yeah. So if we match him up with the original, well, no, trilogy. it'd
2: still be whatever happens after current timeline. Oh, that's true. Eighty four doesn't change. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's no, the like, thing right. about like they're just giving backstory no, on an still... already established character.
0: Well, no, because we don't know what she is in present day. We don't know if she's. The queen of – she's not – I don't – we don't know if Apollot is alive. That's true. Because we only have everything that happened in room. Woman.
2: I mean, they're just asking for continuity errors, though, yeah. in her backstory. Oh, yeah. Like,
0: yeah.
2: whatever, maybe – As long as they don't
0: pull dude, a Crimes of Grindelwald fucking McGonagall shit.
2: That's what you would hate to happen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I would literally walk out of the theater if something like that happened.
2: I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. Where they
0: like – they mentioned Thomas Wayne. Oh, no, Thomas Wayne's around in 84. Dude, yeah. just wait. Oh, yeah. We don't even oh, know how okay. – we okay. don't
2: even know how they're working in fucking Walking Phoenix Joker into all of this. You don't <laughs> think they're going to try? Oh, they're going to try. They're yeah. going to try.
1: Yeah. And
3: Walking
2: Phoenix. Todd Phillips.
1: They're going gonna, gonna, to gonna hand a, a contract for Walking Phoenix Dude. to have a cameo on Flashpoint, and he's going to eat it in front of him What
2: or if, something. <laughs> <laughs> what if Todd Phillips is just their Joss Whedon? And they're just gonna give everything, or, or like they're Russo brothers. They're just like, you do just fucking do whatever. And they're all just shitty <laughs> comedies
3: <laughs>
2: that are just overly edgy. It's kind of what they wanted from Zack Snyder. Yeah, we just need to a... get
0: more horror movie actor or horror movie directors. They have a good track record with that. Of the three good movies we've had so far, two of them are horror movie directors. The three well, good I mean
2: movies we've had
0: so far oh, wonder woman DC aquaman movies. and dc movies yeah, yeah. three dude, good movies ever dude horror
2: there's not even directors that i think anyone if you can direct a horror movie you can make any kind of movie because mm-hmm. horror movies are just like the hyper accelerated
0: bizarre tangent we need to get back on track <laughs> no fuck the track <laughs> <laughs> but no what you were saying um
2: well because like a horror movie you're just going for getting reactions out of your audience which mm-hmm. is really what you're doing with any kind of movie But with horror movies, you get to – since it's so easy to get a reaction out of your audience, you really focus on where you want that reaction to happen. Mm -hmm. And you really – you go into – that's why, like, thrillers are really popular nowadays, because thrillers are all about really fine-tuning the suspense, Mm -hmm. really just, like, being methodical about where you put your tension.
1: Okay. Speaking of thrillers, nice segue, Matt. Cell 5. A! Disrupted it. Uh, so
2: um, he forgot. <laughs> was I talk about? Tenet Tenant, was the thing I was going to talk uh-huh. about. Oh. what do you got for me? What's the tenant news? There's worries that it's going to get pushed back again. God... It's not. Doesn't it surprise me.
1: It's not confirmed, but New York is probably not going to open movie theaters in time. Yeah, and that's a huge market. So, so okay. Push it way
2: back. Honestly, a part of me, I don't want movie theaters to get bought out by like amazon or some super company right so if what has to happen is a couple of the movies i've been waiting for get held on to until the theater experience is possible again yeah i'm kind of okay with that Absolutely. because a christopher nolan movie i don't want to watch on netflix no like yeah. at all
0: no <laughs> god no maybe i want to see man. that
2: shit fucking 60 millimeter maybe if like everyone's just like let's put all of our money into revitalizing the drive-ins
3: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs>
2: and they make a fucking imax drive-in i would do that but Ooh. until then i want to see it Dude, in imax
0: you know what would be fucking dope if like the car co- if car companies and movie come like media companies got together and then in like 2000 all the 20 20- 2021 models only cars had a way to plug your car into maybe
2: they have like long range bluetooth oh wait. so you can just set up a bluetooth
0: you just fucking use an aux jack
2: or i mean you can do you could do it how <laughs> can they're... you get
0: high quality audio through an aux jack
2: um no <laughs> i don't think so
0: because that'd be interesting if you just like you they have like little cords that you just plug into your car and you play is that how drive it how do you drive-ins work
2: drive-ins I'm pretty sure there's two different ways of doing it one's either with your FM radio where you tune into the station hmm. um which would be just the worst fidelity for a movie yeah <laughs> and then I think older ones you would like pull up next to a station and there'd be like a little box that you yeah. put on your window yeah. and that's a speaker
1: I've been to a drive-in once and there were like yeah little like speaker posts yeah. every gotcha. every parking spot okay um, it was it was cool it was, yeah it's fun experience okay it's on credibles 2 oh fun yeah yeah um what else uh so tenet, they also um hannah has somehow acquired a bunch of free magazine subscriptions and so one of them is entertainment weekly um and are their cover piece this i don't know are they a monthly magazine
2: maybe wait entertainment Entertainment weekly Weekly? that's a weekly magazine
0: (laughs) oh shit matt got us
2: (laughs) i'm gonna pretend that that was on purpose (laughs)
0: Don't you dare take that hat off, I'm, bitch. I'm
2: moving my bun up so okay. it can sit on the bun. Okay. Oh yeah, move that bun
1: We're up. We're all and,
0: wearing uh, stupid hats right now.
2: Yeah. I'm gonna
1: take an Instagram something at some point when I stop talking about Tenet. I also have all the news poo pulled up on my phone. So this news is poos? News pooed up on my phone. <laughs> uh no, so I read this I read the Tenet article. Um it revealed just a couple of more little details. Um okay. Uh Robert Pattinson's character is Probably named something. I don't remember what Ooh, it was. he's going to be what? named. Is
0: that's Claude? Crazy. Claude? Claude. Van Damme. I don't think it was Claude. It was Claude Van Damme. Something like that. Not
2: to be confused with Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> Just Claude <laughs> <It's>... Van Damme.
1: <laughs> not not important. Uh, the important thing was they explained a little bit more what the time travel thing is. It's not and time it's travel. it's not time travel. It's actually entropy reversal.
2: Oh, oh God. Jesus that's gonna...
1: Christ. Which makes a lot of sense because so the laws of physics are all basically symmetric; they work the same front or back. Mm-hmm. And entropy is basically just disorder in systems increases over time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a gross oversimplification, and I know several physicists that are probably throwing things at, at me. Their ears, at, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so basically we perceive time the way we do and we basically see entropy work this way from dis, uh, from ordered to disordered mm-hmm. everything could work the exact same from ordered or from disordered to ordered like the laws of physics all still work we basically just our perspective is that it runs this way mm-hmm. and so the idea with this movie is there are certain objects that somehow you can reverse that flow of entropy and so certain objects it moves from disordered to ordered
3: Alright. So, yeah.
1: That's cool. How does that fun.
0: car flip work? <laughs> it was
1: it was disordered. It was all flipped over yeah. and crunched and then it, it reordered itself. So I was that so it only e-
0: works when you when you're creating chaos. You can undo like so he jumped well, off he repelled off a building, which is essentially creating chaos by free fall. So he can undo that by so Right.
1: Like, right. You, you... appelling. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> or just pelling,
0: I guess. Yeah.
2: Dude, it, I can't wait for Christopher Nolan to just blow my mind.
1: Yeah. I accidentally blew my own mind thinking about like You blew you
2: know, yourself?
0: I was gonna I make That's impressive similar <laughs> joke. <laughs> what if
2: Did the rib cage not get in the way?
0: No, <laughs>
1: no um I was I was oh. thinking um What if we don't see entropy the same way? What if I'm sitting here seeing entropy going from disordered to ordered or from ordered to disordered? Yeah. Like same thing with colors. What if you're seeing time backwards for me and I just, we don't, we're talking past. Ah,
2: (laughs) Dude, what if touch doesn't work the same way? What if my interpretation of hot and cold is different than yours? Or what if like slimy and sticky versus like clammy and smooth is different? Yeah what if
0: dude what if i liked dudes and you liked women that'd be fucking weird that'd man. be so weird that that's out, that's out of the question <laughs>
3: uh, i have that whole
0: theory on the colors thing all the time well
2: like... dude everyone that smoked a doobies had that <laughs>
1: <laughs> what else matt uh oh i found the article that says robert pattinson's uh name and it's not in the first paragraph Oh, my God. And it's not in the second paragraph.
0: I found news that's hilarious. Neil.
1: That's what it Neil. is. Neil.
2: Not at all, I am Claude. against this movie now. So let's bring back the Claude well, cut.
1: Well, okay, hold on. It may, it,
2: <laughs> here's Christopher Nolan's quote on the subject.
1: We think he may be called Neil. You never quite know what's going on with these identities. Okay, I'm back in. I'm back in, Christopher. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> uh, speaking of DC stuff, um, oh, no. I... Didn't know this was happening. Uh, Henry Cavill is playing Sherlock Holmes in Enola Holmes. Oh, oh yeah. I that's saw been, that.
2: That's been a thing for why a while. I didn't know about that. Why is this happening? What What's the point of Enola
1: Because it's Holmes? his
0: brother, isn't it? Like Sherlock's brother. Uh, it's sister. his sister. sister.
2: Played by Millie Bobby Brown.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's, I don't know, because they fucking need more money.
1: It's going to be on Netflix. So here's this article that I found. Okay.
0: So The Dragon Prince is by the same creators of Avatar. Mm-hmm. shows they've got three seasons out. Uh, Dragon Prince season four, release date, cast, plot, and everything you must know. Okay. couple paragraphs of explaining what the Dragon Prince is.
2: Oh, this sounds like, uh, every article that Google recommends for Elite Battle Angel uh-huh. 2, because I Googled it once.
0: <laughs> and here's the kicker. The Dragon Prince season four release date. Although Netflix accepted the Dragon Prince season four, there's no statement concerning the date of release. Fuck you!
2: Yep, yep. That's some bullshit, <laughs> so isn't it?
0: I fucking hate like who I don't want to, I'm not going to get political. This is going to be an entertainment based thing on journalism. Okay. Can we just burn all of the journalisms that aren't like one of them and just let them do it all because all these fucking dumbass like that's like, like uh news or.com or some bullshit. Like just like they need to, they, they need to create content and there's nothing happening. So they're just like, here's a fucking thing. But if you have one goddamn news company, That just doesn't have time. Like, we go back to when there was three fucking channels on TV. One of them was news, and it was only news from fucking six to ten. You got four hours to talk about everything that happened that day. You don't need all these goddamn filler, like...
2: While I agree with you that there's an (laughs) oversupply of news, that also would be dangerously close to destroying our freedom of press, which is (sighs) important.
0: Well, not gagging at the freedom of press. Just, like,
3: it's...
2: (laughs) Like, yeah, no, I mean, we would all love to get rid of whoever's fucking sending out spam mail. Whoever's like, I have an idea. I'm going to buy obnoxious colors of paper and mail it to everyone. We all wish that guy didn't exist in the 90s. But it's just what exists.
0: There needs to be – so it's not the freedom of press. It's freedom of, like, actually doing press. Because there needs to be, like, a censor of, like, if if you you write an article and you release it and they go, you have said literally nothing new. Mm -hmm. From literally your own articles, you can't release that, and they'll take it down. Like, that article will get taken down because it's, like, release date, and it doesn't actually provide information. Mm-hmm. Fuck off.
1: <laughs> get used to it. They, yeah. They've they been doing these for I know. Centuries. This particular format where it says, release date, everything we know, and it's like, here's what happened in seasons one, two, three. We don't know anything about season four. We don't even know when it's coming out. Yep. They've been doing that for, like, I know. As, as long as humans have existed yeah it's yeah Do you screwed. remember
2: reading all the theories about what episode seven of star wars is gonna be like yep. from before the prequels were even out yep. people have been doing that fucking forever
0: yeah. remember when they like had this theory that fucking ray was palpatine's granddaughter
2: dude that was the stupidest Subclassic thing i happened. ever heard yeah. of like wow. come on film theorists on youtube get the fuck out of here with your dumb ass it would never happen Disney is playing 5D chess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Any other news?
2: Um, I had a couple
1: of little things and then a couple of interesting things. Uh, Chowatel Ejiofor is going to be back as Mordo in Doctor Strange 2. Cool. Like him. Like that. He's a bad guy. Um, Ron Perlman was apparently approached to have a cam- cameo in uh, Hellboy and <laughs> turned it down hard. Oh, good. <laughs> good. He said... Yeah, I'll be in it when Hellboy freezes over. <laughs> that's a direct quote from Perlman. <laughs> Perlman's
2: great. He was the perfect Hellboy.
1: Yeah. I, I I, like a version of Harbor that is written not like a child. Yeah. In that.
0: We're doing a Booze and Booze. on. Oh, well, that's what we were going to do. We we're going to do a Booze and Booze. When you get back from vacation, we're going to do the Hellboy Booze and Booze.
1: Oh. it's giving I have me a ch- that it's... to look forward to. It's
0: giving me a chance to finish reading the Hellboy stuff. Okay,
1: fair enough. Um,
0: we're we're going to just, okay, we're going to do it. We're going to get it fucking over with, and then we're never going to talk about Hellboy again. Okay. We were going to get completely smashed. Please. Because <laughs> that is the only way I'm going to be able to handle it.
1: Uh, I, can't. I, saw, I saw a headline, and it amused me, but I need to tell a little backstory. Andrew may be familiar with this. So Quentin Tarantino released The Hateful Eight in 2015 uh-huh. to- I have seen that movie. Yeah, it's a, it's a good movie. It was um, mm-hmm. generally well-received and didn't make a ton of money relative to um, Tarantino's usual output, but it, yeah. it did all right. Um, and Tarantino, he loved this movie so much. He shot it in 70 millimeters, which is a fancy film thing.
2: Yep, for an entire movie shot indoors, he used <laughs> 70 millimeter film. Which, believe me, I would shoot anything on 70 millimeters if I had the chance, but come on dude like the the exteriors in that movie are fucking beautiful and it's because of the film that he was using yeah but it's it is a it's a gorgeous movie um
1: and so what he wanted is he wanted uh for the distribution he wanted all these theaters retrofitted with projectors that could handle the 70 millimeter film so he could show off this gorgeous movie Mm -hmm. and so he came to universal with this plan and universal said we'll do you one better let's release it on iphones (laughs)
2: what so i saw a headline about this but i didn't read into it is this just an earlier version of quibi or was this their own bright idea this was um like is castenberg involved in this terrible idea um
1: uh there's not a whole lot of details oh, in this god I, I need to know
2: i man if i if i had one person that i could get drunk at a hotel bar it'd be quentin tarantino because i just want to know everything <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah all um, right yeah he um so apparently in that meeting he said great and walked out
2: <laughs> yeah that sounds like him that sounds like he'd be like okay cool i'm gonna go home now <laughs>
0: I've got a tall fucking bottle of scotch waiting for me after that sentence. I'm glad I drove
2: down here the whole hour.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, actually, I actually have two more little things. Okay. One was um, kind of amusing. Uh, in The King's Man, um, Tom Hollander, not Tom Holland. The,
2: He's um, a little bit more. He's Tom Hollander. The other
1: Tom H. He's even Tom Hollander. Yeah. <laughs> He's even Tom Hollander than both Tom Hollands, both the Tom Holland who is Spider-Man and both the Tom Holland who directed the original Child's Play. I want, a, wrote the original I want a movie
0: that's written exclusively it's for Tom H's. Hmm? I want a movie that's exclusively written for all Tom H's: Tom Holland, Tom Hardy, Tom Hollander, Hollander. Tom uh, Hillston, Tom. It's another one. I'm drawing a blank on. Um, middle ditch. That's not an H. That's not an H. You fucking what? plat. No, Tom
1: H's.
2: <laughs> oh, okay, I missed it. Uh, yeah, anyway, anyway, like, wait, and then like, wait, the, wait, what, how, what if, what if there's two different factions, the Tom H's, and then just other Toms, and you call it Tomatoes and Tomatoes? Uh, I like that. I
0: can't in tell. My appendix beat. just burst. <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway, Tom Hollander is going to be in the King's Man, um, and he is going to play simultaneously. Ooh. Oh, God. Tsar Nicholas II of Russia,
0: oh. Kaiser
1: Wilhelm II of Germany, and King George V of England. That's interesting. So, economy of actors, but also a joke about the inbreeding of European monarchy at the start of the 20th century. <laughs> 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 Very
0: Kingsman. Yeah. <laughs> I like is that. Is Mark Millar... Is it Miller or Millar? I think we've talked about this when we did our Kingsman episode. Mylair. Mylair. Is Mark Myler involved in this at all? That's not it. I just made that up. I know it's not.
2: I have no idea who the fuck you're talking about.
0: <laughs> Mark, Millar, Mark M- Miller. I think it's Miller.
2: I think it is Miller.
0: Mark Miller is the guy who wrote the Kingsman oh, okay. graphic novel. And yeah, I think he was heavily involved. He, li- he was kind of involved in the way they diverged mm. in the movie. Okay. But I don't know if he was involved in the second one at all. I feel like he would have been. Mean,
2: I wouldn't be surprised if the studio kind of phased him out a yeah. little bit.
0: That's something I'll have to research. But yeah, I mean, once Kingsman comes out, we'll probably do a full episode on all that stuff. And dude,
2: I I'd still like have to do an, an
0: episode on the Miller because, like, there's so many fucking things that Mark Miller's written that are yeah. so good. He did a run of um, yep. Swamp Thing. Oh yeah, Swamp yeah, right. Thing. It was like uh, I think he did like 16 episodes, or 16 issues. Yeah, a little short thing in the 90s. Yeah, right after. Cause I was reading all the next things. Apparently Swamp Thing, like after the Alan, Alan Moore run it, I wouldn't. Okay. I'm going to use my words carefully. It doesn't get worse. It gets just not as good. Okay. Like it's not like godly, like Alan Moore because it's hard to do that. Yeah. But it's still like the Nancy Collins one okay. prizes for her run, which was like a couple years after his and it's the mm-hmm. same run. So I don't, yeah. I want to read those. I've been looking at those.
3: Yeah? Mm.
0: Anyway, what were you going to say?
2: I don't fucking remember.
0: All right.
1: All right. And then uh, this one is very interesting. Um, an AI robot has been cast in a $70 million movie
3: as I'm, the lead. I'm out. I'm done. Is it, is it
2: Hatsune Miku? Yeah, know. no. Fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> want
0: to see it. Oh, no mercy, no.
2: That That's going to get real real weird I'm sure
1: well I think it's gonna play a robot
2: so dude I would hope so
0: do you know me funny it's if it's an AI playing would that be machinima a human pretending to be a robot that's (laughs) acting a human that's transgender transgender, and then you just get so so many (laughs) it's like it's like it's (laughs) It's fucking Robert Downey Jr. I'm a dude playing another dude dressed as another dude.
2: The poster could be like the red lines tying all of it together just so the audience understands a little bit.
0: <laughs> it, like, it, it actually puts it on the screen. It has like the screen like, and then, or a dot and then a line describing it. And yeah. every time it reveals a new connection, it, it fills that. <laughs> and it just continues until the screen is there's, just red. Okay, no,
2: no. There's two <laughs> screens. There's the movie that you're watching. And then if you turn around, then there's just the big board with all the connections of oh, everything like you've learned so, app so far. App
0: that you, like, hit, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. sync. And then you start watching. It's just, that's actually kind of, that'd be interesting if they did that for a movie. They do, like, a Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, but it's so fucking much, comp- so much more complicated yeah. that you need a companion app to keep track of it. <laughs>
2: I don't. I feel like that's a better idea for like reality TV than anything else.
0: Hello, can't see your hat. (laughs) 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 All right. Uh, Any other news? Nothing else. Uh, I have no news. All right. I don't know if that recorded. We talked, uh huh?
1: I don't know if that recorded. I'll I'll do it. Okay.
0: I don't know if we really talked about this uh, before, like doing kind of. A more in-depth something but andrew what the fuck is cinematography
2: (laughs) well preston i'm glad you asked because that's the only reason i came here (laughs) (laughs) no
0: that's one of the two reasons you came here oh
2: that's true we have another episode so i mean cop out answer first it's really hard to describe cinematography well cinematography is just the visual language of the film you know it's specifically what you're doing during the principal photography you what? fucking recording a video over me right now it didn't you steal my soul i'm amish
0: record this is such a problem
2: um but as far as what makes good or bad cinematography it just depends on the movie you know mm-hmm. like snow pierce is a great example it's a movie about someone's journey moving forward and evolution and he's always going right from left that's a that's a choice that adds something to the story Mm -hmm. you know it's just a way that a camera is used to further the almost the um subconscious viewer within everyone in the audience which just makes sense because the visuals are adding to the story or the character. Turn
0: your fucking head so we can see your hat, dumbass. Oh.
2: I didn't realize that's what you were doing.
0: <laughs> you fucking turn your head back. Stop it. Good enough. There we go.
2: There we go. Continue your lecture. Um where was I? It's no t- problem. T- no. I mean, okay, so what kind of questions do you guys have about cinematography?
1: Why is Roger Deacons the only household
2: name
0: in <laughs> cinematography?
2: Dude, I mean that's because he's fucking Roger. <laughs> Goddamn Deacons, man. He's just so good because he he's able to go from shooting with really old standard gear that like he's probably been using forever and the newest fucking shit ever. Like 1917, I I don't even know how if I didn't grow, if I didn't come into the industry with digital, how I would understand how all that shit necessarily works. Because compared to like, I've been reading a book on how um, actual like analog films are made, and very different. So different. <laughs> um, it's not rocket science, but it's just different. Uh-huh. Right. Con- using a different brain path, almost. Yeah. But Roger Deakins, he just he understands that at the end of the day, you just make something good for the story. Like he's always different each time he makes a movie. He rarely overuses the same tropes over and over again which is probably why he's more of a household name because he's the only one that doesn't get pigeonholed necessarily Mm -hmm. as bad um yeah because like i even i can hardly name any cinematographers other than him
1: he's I've, i've known the names of others but i don't remember them
2: yeah i mean the i'm really ashamed i can't remember his name right now the guy that did um lawrence of arabia also yeah. has done some really good stuff um what... not a dp but akira kurosawa understands fucking how to use the camera better than anyone i've ever seen
0: what are things that like when you're watching a movie what's the thing that what are the, what are the aspects that make it cinematography when you say that is good cinematography versus
2: does it add to the story or is it like, just well,
0: what, what are you like does like it what's the it like
2: like if i
0: like what are examples like we prepared this kind of already so okay like movies that have good cinematography what is the thing that is the good cinematography
2: well so let's talk about 1917 it's huh. a fairly more recent movie yes, let's. Yeah, yeah. um it it has good cinematography in the sense that you're kind of expecting the characters to feel exhausted this entire time. And so the fact that we never cut away from them, we're with them the entire time. We feel their exhaustion. We're with them every step of the way through the journey, which as you're walking through fucking no man's land, every step of the way matters. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's a good choice. It wouldn't have been the same movie if they didn't shoot it the way they did. Yeah. Um and you can look at compare that movie to Well, I mean, like Parasite, um, another fairly popular recent movie, which is, I love Bong Joon-ho, the way he uses the camera. He's very smart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Parasite has a lot of people moving up and down in both class and literally. Um, Joker did a very similar thing where throughout the movie he's – rising in levels i caught that preston actually pointed that one out to me
0: i was so proud of it the entire beginning of the movie he is only going ever downhill Mm -hmm. or downstairs until when he finds out about his fucking parents and that's when he's at the bottom of a giant stairwell Mm -hmm. and then it's only going up
2: so yeah that that backwards it's using the visual language of the film
0: constantly going downhill until he hits literal rock bottom both in plot and in story but there's like the big
1: metaphorical stairs from the beginning he's trudging up it and then at the end he's dancing down it
2: but that's kind of more he's going into the no
0: you only you only see him trudging down it
2: no you don't the only time he dances down the stairs
1: do he you? dances
0: yeah. down but he also trudges down
2: No, it. he trudges up
1: uh-uh. because there's a you, you kind of watch him trudging up he kind of he looks up at it, and he's like you can tell he's kind of beaten down yeah. and, you, and then there's a shot of him kind of slowly coming up at the top you see his head kind of Yeah, it's up.
2: a little less about him being mm-hmm. in a good or bad place in Joker and more about him trying to be a good person and just accepting who he is. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. when he's going up, it's he's always trying to put back on the front, you know, try and do the right thing with his mom, hold down his job. And then as soon as he starts abandoning all that and is just like, I'm just going to be the crazy motherfucker I am, then he starts going down. Mm. Uh, okay. It's like he's intentionally going down. That.
1: Okay. makes a lot more sense. That's a much cleaner explanation. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> so that's just an example of using the story and what the character is doing and then visualizing it with film language. Mm-hmm. Which film language itself um, is just an ever-evolving thing because literally every film ever made is adding to just the grand scripture of film language, which is just how people what meaning you can take out of shots that mm-hmm. means certain things every yeah. director is kind of reinventing the wheel when they do it it you know if they're not cowards but
1: yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah
2: so speaking of directors like
1: how much of what we see visually is the director saying this is how it's going to be and how much is the um director of photography saying this is so
2: how it's going to be it really depends on the director because some directors, you know, really care. Um, as much as you want, might fault Michael Bay for things, he likes having his own camera that he mm-hmm. shoots on because he cares that much about the frame, Yeah. Um, like, and just in his intention. Um, some directors will just completely let their... De- like, Roger Deakins usually pairs himself with directors that they have a an idea of what they want to do, but not necessarily how to do the entire movie that Mm. way that's when you bring in your cinematographer and you're like this is what i'm trying to achieve um and how do we get there and then you kind of let them take over but there are plenty of directors like spielberg's also very particular about his frame Mm -hmm. um tarantino's pretty particular like there are definitely directors that take those reins and there are plenty that just are like i do whatever the fuck you want Mm. okay
0: okay how much? How much control does the director of photography have over the way that the movie is constructed? What do you mean? Like a DP can like film everything mm-hmm. and frame it and stuff. I'm assuming they would also kind of instruct the gaffers how to. So the, the direct grips and stuff.
2: the the DP is in charge of the entire technical side of so how s- sound, sound is coming
0: out how. So, like,
2: usually DPs aren't former sound guys, so they'll trust their sound mixer, or, you know, maybe their sound, their post sound editor is the person that they're deferring Mm -hmm. to more. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're not too worried about sound all the time. They just trust sound to do a good job. um, Right. This is what you're paying them for. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, completely different. But they do definitely involve themselves in how the lighting is, Mm -hmm. um, how. Sometimes how like stunts might work. If it's like a kind of a improv fight scene, you'll give your DP a little bit of control in mm-hmm. terms of where things are happening in relationship to the camera and stuff. Usually though for stunts, it's the stunt coordinator that's running the whole show. Gotcha. Um, right. Okay.
0: Um, post- like during, during post production, like when there's mm-hmm. like editing and stuff like that, how much control does the DP have on that? DP
2: has done his job. He is at home. He okay. is not involved in that at all. Now, sometimes you shoot for the edit, which is like the director or the DP and editor will be like, okay, this is how the movie is going to be edited. We're going to shoot only these shots. Mm-hmm. That's often more risky. Um, and then the alternative to that is. Multicam, where you're like, let's just get everything as we fucking can. Mm-hmm. You know, just very basic shots, and we'll just throw it all together and post and figure it out. Then,
0: gotcha. Uh,
2: those are basically the two extremes: either mm-hmm. have everything planned out or nothing planned out.
0: Okay. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. What? So, what are
0: What are things? What are like tips you can tell people if people are wanting to be able to watch movies more intelligently and be able to like pick out cinematography? Mm-hmm. This is actually kind of personal for me because I'm fucking garbage picking out cinematography.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: What, what, are thi- what are kind of like those first things to look at?
2: Um, well, I would just look at it like a filmmaker. Think about what did they do to get this shot. A um, good way to do that is to look at the corners because sometimes if you're operating a camera, you pay more attention to the edge of your frame than the center of it especially if it's like a moving shot, because you can really see if it's like a steady cam or kind of a rinky dink dolly, you'll see the corners kind of bouncing.
0: I actually do that a lot. Um, so I yeah, if I'd you're,
2: if you're trying to pay attention to how smooth something might be, or trying to figure out what kind of equipment they use to make a shot, watching your corners is always a great way to kind of get a little bit more information about it. Um,
1: it's also very important when you're uh, doing an incursion in the hostage situation, watch your yeah, corners. Yeah.
2: Watch your corners. <laughs>
0: Boy, that was a setup. That's why I'm here. The <laughs> snarky insert. <laughs> so,
2: but another thing to pay attention to is just you know contrast between light sources, um, what color the lights are because it's either gonna be blue or orange and or kind of like a green if they're doing sodium vapor. But, um, like there's just little technical things that you'll start to once you understand what they are, mm-hmm. you'll kind of notice some more.
1: Um, so I have
2: a question about lighting. Hmm. Um, some movies are just
1: very... color, Not colorful, but like there is color to them. And so like Matrix is something that was done post-production, right? Sure. It was all just kind of... I believe let's, so. Let's turn up the green filter a yeah. little bit. Um, but then also the there's sort of artificial coloring done in camera. Mm-hmm. Um, so does the would the director of cinematography ever like, or (laughs) director of cinematography?
2: I mean, that's an appropriate name for him too, honestly.
1: His magisterial high lord of cinematography. Ooh, I want that on a business card. (laughs) (laughs) Um, do they ever shoot under normal lighting with an idea of, like, how they're going to color correct it later?
2: Oh, yeah. No, so the cameras that we use nowadays will record it in a log format okay. or a raw format where it's just flat. Like, all like it's recording a lot of information, but it's not projecting it. Mm-hmm. And you can upload a LUT directly into the camera that is just basically a pre-color-corrected file that it'll just blanketly put on all the footage coming through. Okay. So you can record it flat where you can do whatever you want with it later, but on set, you're still seeing the end image of what you intended. Okay. And then you can kind of either dial it back, bring it up a little bit. Okay. Um, It's also what, like, your DIT, because the director of photography has a, kind of has two different departments below him, the camera team and then the DIT or the, um the more technical team because the dit will be color correcting according to the dinner, the cinematographer's preference on set on the day like mm-hmm. as you're unloading cards and uploading them to your hard drive and stuff they'll just be kind of pulling out frames be like okay this is this stuff so that way the director and the dp can be like okay this is what we got today we have something we can look at to understand today wasn't a waste of fucking time mm-hmm. okay um and so, yeah, that's something that the the DIT or sometimes it'll just be a complete color specialist that's just there for that.
0: Okay, so a good DP is able to make you feel the way you're supposed to feel by visually, yeah. by watching it. Like you kind of like they're they're supposed to tell you what you're supposed so to see. In I the would
2: argue a good DP will do what the director wants them to do in like what will achieve what the director is trying to achieve. Um, it is still a little bit of responsibility on the director to give good direction to his team mm-hmm. and be like, you know, making good decisions. Because yeah. at the end of the day, the entire movie is kind of this one dude's opinion. <laughs> right. And it's the director.
0: Yeah. So what what are examples of bad cinematography? And um, They don't have to be real movies. Like, what's something that, like, you maybe you've seen just in general that, like, so a fucking movie's ruined because of terrible cinematography?
2: Honestly, cinematography can be pretty much dog shit and it still be a good movie. Okay. I would, like, because it's definitely a kind of a more less is more situation. If you're very limited in what you can do with your camera, try and do as little with it as possible. But... And that's usually like if someone's doing way too much, that's when I'll be like, okay, pump the brakes a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you need to have all these – and sometimes it works, like Edgar Wright, like all these whip pans to like accelerate momentum. Mm-hmm. But if it's just happening for no reason, mm-hmm. it's if it's just gratuitous or it feels unmotivated, that's usually what – Gets me with that kind of stuff because, Catwoman
0: like, having 50 cuts in 30 seconds, yeah.
2: Catwoman's a great example of that. Like, when she's riding on that bike and it's just cutting, 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 I'm like, I get what you're trying to do, you're trying to make it feel like she's in a hurry, but it just feels like this is a really long street, and yeah. like, <laughs> maybe she's like, just the bike's just not going as fast as they want us to think, or the fight scene in the bank. When it's just, like, her flipping fucking around everywhere. I'm like, what is the point? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, I mean, like, TV shows have shitty cinematography. I really don't like some British TV shows just because I'm like, what are you doing with this fucking camera? Yeah. <laughs> Can you just hold still and maybe use a wider lens, please?
0: <laughs> so cinema- so cinematography is really broad that, like, You could take any, maybe just like a cut of a movie, just like just a small little snippet of the camera moving from point A to point B during someone's words, Mm -hmm. and then you could pretty much credit why the camera's moving, why the screen looks the way, like why Mm -hmm. why people are placed the way they are, why it's lit a certain way, even I guess maybe sound. Because if it's, like, garbled for some reason... Oh, movie.
2: no. Sound is 51% of your movie. We'll talk about that in, in the, the
0: next, next episode. Movie. Yep. Um, so all of that can be credited to cinematography. Yeah. When, like, I feel like a good uh, a good boiled-down, oversimplified delineation between cinematography and directing mm. is the directing is in what the people are saying and how they're portraying. Yeah. How, how, so, the, how the objects are being, like... The placement of objects, sure. like, where, why a couch is a certain direction. Like, the objects in the frame are the director, and then looking at the objects are the cinematographer? So,
2: no, okay. The director shouldn't have to worry about anything on set except for the actors everything else will have either will have been delegated earlier on to someone else the cinematographer will focus on lighting and camera and making sure that the frame is filled the way it needs to be the actual placement of objects that would be your production designer and your set decoration team okay Um,
0: and their job is to also like convey
2: yes they do tons of work on their
0: own just building up characters there's Ooh, a movie. I just thought of so a production designer. If you're if are if you're watching a movie where it's people falling apart, mm-hmm. like a relationship falling apart, and in their living room there are two chairs with a like instead of a couch, there are mm-hmm. two chairs with a table in the middle. Yeah, that could be something that well, they're like, "Hey, so, I'm helping portray this."
2: Um, I actually didn't tell you about this yet. Um, the movie that I worked art department in last summer was at Dead Center Film Festival online. Um, and I actually watched it, and I realized something that Mackenzie, the uh, set decorator, did was well i mean i kind of did too because i actually put the shit down but i don't understand what we oh. were doing at the time <laughs> um so I it's a story about to claim credit for this whole no, no. thing it's a story about these people getting divorced or the son trying to break up his parents and they're sitting on a couch and there's two blankets on the couch one's dark and full of patterns and one's just normal white and it's separating the two parents to show how much Oh. they they're like yeah they're together because you're framing them in the screen together which usually tells your audience that these people are connected but because there's kind of a visual line being drawn between them you kind of understand what their dynamic is a little okay. bit
0: okay mm-hmm. I, I think I, have, I think i have a better understanding of like kind of what the yeah and
2: with <laughs> with art department you can use shapes and colors and so many different little Um, again, just subliminal things that make your audience feel a certain way because we all have monkey brain reactions Mm -hmm. to the color red, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like anger yeah stuff like that i wanna fuck (laughs) but like it's it's stuff that can be like the use of lines within your frame is something both in terms of what's like on the walls or around them wes
0: anderson and then
2: the way that Mm. um your camera lines are leading like the way that the ceiling and the Mm -hmm. floorboards are going sometimes cinematographers will put the camera in like the corner of the room to have leading lines going in towards the subjects and stuff you'll see that a lot. I mean, honestly, right now, the really big trend is just do an ultra-wide frame with a bunch of leading lines moving towards someone standing in the middle, and everyone <laughs> will love it. <laughs>
0: uh, is Wes Anderson's, like, style, is he someone that kind of takes control of the DP, or is he... You know, I... Because his style is typically, like, what's attributed to his style is yeah. very cinematography is So,
2: I know he comes from a art department background. Okay. So, I... No, he's very involved with that side of things. I would assume he's just as involved with his cinematographer because his camera is always very deliberate. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he almost speaks with his camera as much as his fucking characters Mm -hmm. do in his movies. And his characters speak a lot.
0: (laughs) Taika, Taika Waititi. Who was his, uh, who was the cinematographer for, or DP, I guess, for the, uh, for JoJo?
2: Oh fuck! I don't, you can't ask me that on the spot. Hang on.
0: <laughs> Come on, you Andrew. can Ask me
2: because I have IMDb pulled up.
0: Who was who was the DP for JoJo? Because there was a lot of like cinematography stuff that was, uh, I feel was very deliberate, like the focusing on certain aspects. You guys are both on your phones. I think you're both. Who's yeah, gonna tell first? us
2: tell us about what you liked in JoJo Rabbit while I look up who <laughs> like the
0: cinematographer. Framing is. certain things. Malia
1: Maliamare Junior.
0: Ma- ma- mahi mahi that's a fish roughly that's dolphin oh
2: that is mahi malamare oh
1: he, uh he's the cinematographer oh. on the master um
0: oh. so he's done Yorgo stuff
1: uh paul thomas
0: anderson oh paul Th- damn it okay uh but yeah no the, the, Dude, I, like I have not little, seen like any of his shit a lot of the stuff in jojo was very cinematography-esque i felt cinematography-esque, cinematography-esque. like well, so like a lot of i i feel like i felt the cinematography more than i do for other movies
2: like some, um, like i mean yeah no jojo had really good cinematography um the way that they used the rule of thirds really well uh-huh. um The lighting was pretty good. The lighting, I I, I
0: did notice the lighting. It was a lot brighter. Yeah. Until fucking mom died. Spoiler.
2: Yeah, they also like it's... Have you seen it? No.
0: Fuck, I thought you'd seen it.
1: What the fuck, man? I kind of knew that that happened. You haven't seen JoJo? No. I haven't watched any movies in like the past
0: six months. Ah! I haven't had time.
2: I'll give you my voodoo. I've got it on there.
0: He's got shit to watch. It's it's
2: on prime too. Oh, is
1: it? Anyway,
0: so So yeah, uh, okay. Is there any other like questions cuz we're like at like an hour and a half.
2: I mean, we could probably go on this subject for Oh, we totally could. About yeah. 24 weeks in my
0: program. <laughs> 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 we're actually right. only an hour 10 so we can uh, if you got any more questions, Matt, that you kinda...
1: I I I've always wondered, why is the the um the las vegas desert scene in blade runner twenty forty nine. why is it so orange how is it so
2: orange um i mean it's just a slider on oh fucking it's just good color like okay <laughs> um, before
0: the before they shot they just had a guy running fucking grapefruit and just chuck it at the camera
2: <laughs> i would have to i'm gonna look it up real quick
0: like remember when i threw that cutie at your back nose yeah that was a bad thing that was funny it, was, it, was, it exploded on your back. It really did. <laughs> <laughs> I probably
1: deserved it, but I don't know why. Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> we have talked about why you deserved it. That was like that was sophomore year, right? The beginning of sophomore year or something. Yeah. Around and those. So, anyway.
1: Yeah. I always deserve that. I think <clears throat> just a to always get the fruit to the back. Fruit to the back. Yep. Not the face though. Not
2: the moneymaker. Yeah, I think it's just good CGI. Okay. I mean, I would just thank the Ari Alexa for recording good color and how know, does Deakins doing? How what does the DP
0: wants. handle CGI?
2: Um, usually he has a representative from the animation team that he can just ask questions or give demands to.
1: Make sure the broom stays in frame. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, <laughs> I have no clue. Honestly, I've worked with what CGI. is the mirror ball? Mirror ball. What?
0: You ever watching like behind the scenes where like a person walks in the walks in frame and it's like a ball like like the size of a basketball with, that's just a fucking mirror? What you've never seen that in behind the scenes stuff? It's in all the Star Wars prequel stuff. There's just like a dude with a fucking ball that's a mirror. I I want to know what that shit that's is. That's
2: gotta be something for like a lightsaber effect or some shit.
0: Hang on a second. I don't know.
2: Behind or like
0: the scenes. Maybe it's a tracking
2: point. That sounds likely.
0: Mirror ball,
1: mirror ball.
0: Uh,
2: No, because the stuff I've seen is usually like big green foam.
0: Yeah, I'll look it up. I'll ask you about it later. Yeah. Um. Any other things that you wanted to mention about like clarifying cinematography? Or Matt, you have any questions?
1: Mm. I'm satisfied. Are there any other well cinematographized movies that we should know Um, about?
2: That's a good question. Well, if you haven't seen Blade Runner twenty forty nine, fucking kill yourself. Oh, but, <laughs> Jesus! Um, I edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Shit. Um, you know, all movies have good cinematography if you enjoyed them. Just kidding. That's wrong. Watch. <laughs> I just can't think of a recommendation. I hate being put on the spot. Nineteen
0: Seventeen is a good cinematography. Anything that well, Roger G- Rod- they cheat a Rod- lot. Rod- Rod- anything Roger? G- oh,
2: okay. A good Deacon movie to watch if you haven't seen it is Nineteen Eighty Four. Oh. They did a remaster in the Criterion Collection. No, no, you fucking troglodyte. Um, <laughs> he's getting aggressive over there <laughs> i'm excited really for the like... sequel episode yeah. um no because it's one of his first movies out of film school too and it's just fucking beautiful and very time appropriate mm-hmm. but yeah watch uh 1984 i'm not you gotta watch the good one let me double check on who the director was because there's like eight different versions of this movie it's the one with
1: john hurt right yes yeah the probably the most famous version john
0: hurt plays the dragon in merlin and i don't know what it is about his voice but for the first few episodes i thought it was a female playing the dragon because it's like such kind of an airy yeah voice got a very interesting voice he does and i was just like that's a female dragon and my girlfriend was like "Fucking no it's not it's john hurt and i'm like (laughs) well i saw like the the credit it was like john hurt it's the dragon i'm like what
3: (laughs) (laughs) that's
1: funny fun fact he also played the dragon in game of thrones
2: that's not true. Uh, that would upset me so much. It's the Michael Radford 1984. That's okay. a
0: good one. Robert Radford?
2: Robert Radford. My- Michael Robert. Radford. <laughs> um, also, if you're going to watch that, watch Brazil by mm-hmm. um, fucking Terry Gilliam. Yeah. Great double feature between 1984 we, and Brazil. We were going to do that, and then we didn't. I oh, we should the do pandemic that. happened. Let's, let's Dude, do that. Brazil's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. It's also beautiful. And, you know, you just got to watch it for that uh, yeah. that good Terry Gilliam goodness. His robots in that movie are fucking hilarious. I love good, <laughs> like, weird robots in movies. And those robots are so perfectly stupid. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
1: we'll do that after Mother with an exclamation mark.
2: Maybe.
0: All right. All right. I think it's enough for this one. Let's wrap it up. Shallst we? We shallst. Shallsteth. Fucking,
1: he broke my routine. I can't do the thing. Oh, God. What's the thing? He
0: broke Matt. What's the thing? How do I
1: do the, what are the things?
0: Uh, goodbye. (laughs) Farewell. (laughs) was it? uh,
1: Um, adieu, farewell, lovey, just saying goodbye.
3: Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, we're shirt. on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Spodbean
0: <laughs>
1: I did it again really I did up. it again oh, man. I'm I so again. sorry uh, I did that like twice in the past couple of months And the past four or five times I've been like really deliberate Just in my own head Like, okay, I'm going to do it slowly I'm going to mm-hmm. do it right I and just I blitzed it out and I messed it up Spotify, Podbean, iTunes Whatever the fourth one was I can't remember. I did it out of oh, wow. order. SoundCloud. I thought I said that, but I didn't. You're right. I'm saved. We're also on YouTube. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> so, it's currently a battle. <laughs> so Preston texted. Um, no, Preston. The, the thing went up, and then I was editing this last episode, I think, and I was opening our email for the drive, um, and we got an email from YouTube saying that we'd been copyright struck for the Catwoman Booze and Booze i didn't edit enough of it out
0: (laughs) apparently they want to protect that movie yeah dude i they
1: want to protect everyone else from that
2: movie that's they're
0: like hey man there's too much of that movie don't this is a crime against you dude you're violating the geneva convention by putting
2: too much of this movie on youtube youtube's like i'd rather have videos of parents hitting their children than this (laughs) on
1: yep uh so we're we're trying to be on youtube um we're fighting it tooth and nail. Um, we're on Patreon if we want to contribute to our legal defense fund um, <laughs> so we can get ourselves back on YouTube and YouTubeify it up. Um, we're on Facebook. Not really that often anymore, but we try to be. We're terrible at it. Yeah. Maybe I'll actually, if I'm going to schedule the episode releases, I can schedule some Facebook posts. Maybe that'll be the thing to do. Yeah. Um, we're on Twitter at Just Us Losers Pod. Not really that often there either. Hasn't been any Rob Liefeld or Kevin Smith stuff for re- Preston to rant about recently.
3: Dude.
1: What if they teamed up and wrote a comic series? Oh. Ah!
3: <laughs> I'm Boy, I'm glad I was sitting away. I'm away from yeah. I have all three of our lights. That's like so. That's the end, yeah. <laughs> Dude,
2: speaking of Twitter, did you ever see that tweet I sent you about? Avatar the Last Airbender in uh, Smite.
0: I didn't see the tweet you sent me, but I have seen that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You ever play Smite? Nope. It's pretty much League of Legends.
0: Oh. Matt, <laughs> finish the episode.
1: We're on Instagram at Justice Losers Pod, where you can look at our stupid hats. Uh, we're on Gmail oh, Justice Losers Pod at gmail.com uh, where I don't know, nothing happens mostly. Every now and then we get a fan theory about Europa Report, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. But. Um, or by. Or Bionicle.
2: Dude, hit me
1: with that Bionicle shit. <laughs> I don't even remember what the theory was anymore. I don't know if he remembers anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, we have it in the email somewhere.
1: Presumably. I'm go get that. No, because we kept bugging him to try to put it on, and then he never sent it, and I think he forgot what it was. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> something about Aquaman and Bionicle being in the same universe or something. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, are like,
0: similar because it's, like, <laughs> that
1: was split up into several yeah
2: seven well i okay doesn't the bionicle movies take place in like a post-apocalyptic world where like they've replaced humanity sure.
3: i think Whoa. am i thinking
2: of something else
1: that's probably them
2: that's what i got out of those movies.
1: i'm pretty sure it was cars <laughs> <laughs> good next episode next week is you can't control it we're gonna record it in eight minutes uh it's about sound design and all that stuff we'll also be joined by a special guest I wonder
2: who else who is it is. who's the other oh, shit, person that's dude. in this house i fucking love when they put games in you know you get to figure out what what the mystery is next episode it's gonna be great
1: yep uh yeah so that's uh that's that's coming soon um I'd say tell us, tell us your favorite movies with sound design in them.
0: We will not talk about them unless you happen to say one that we talked about.
1: Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.
0: Anything can be music. It's a keyboard.
1: Huh. God, so dusty. Keyboard cuz like you can uh... No, I don't get that at all.